0: The Insloan Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals, just like me and you, aged 18 and above, monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and, more importantly, more peace of mind. Also, there will be a flash sale during the Father's Day occasion, where Cybionics are offering a 15% off discount for all during the 7th of June to the 16th of June. You do not need to be a father to gain the benefit from this discount, and you can find out more on the official website at www.cybionicscgm.com. Now enjoy this episode. Welcome back to part two of this episode. I really hope you enjoyed part one. Now let's get back into it. What do you feel would help bridge that gap? And I view it as a gap based on so many conversations that I've had over the years and so many personal experiences I've had over the years where there is just a a huge gap between doctor, nurse, endo, whatever. Not all of them, by the way, but there is a big gap between my knowledge around like the the biology or the physiology of diabetes and then the gap to the reality of actually living with the condition and what this patient across the table or whatever is dealing with on a daily basis. What do you feel would help bridge that gap consistently?
1: I mean I think the only thing that Cam really is is hearing from someone with type one and talk about their day-to-day life. That's the only thing that can, I think, bridge. And that's something that I'm trying to put together, something I'm going to hopefully soon at the medical school put on a lecture for those to sort of, you know, to say, you know, this is what we're taught. But actually, through my experience, these are so many things that I've learned and I think that would be helpful, you know, going forward and just, just to know. So I think it would be... I would love to do that just at this medical school, but going forward in the future to do that at every medical school in the country. If mm-hmm. I could do that, talk to every medical school and every upcoming doctor, you know, nurse, whoever um, would like to come. Get um, me on board. Get me on board.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that no, really, you know, that's my, you know, an idea I've had that would be, that would be good. I and mean, I think the only way you can emulate is to listen to someone who doesn't have type one and lives day to day. So I think, if you could build something like that talk into a curriculum. And I mean, hey, if they, when I'm a doctor, if if I get the time off, I'll travel, I'll travel around the country and go to medical schools and, you know, happily talk for, talk everyone's ear off for (laughs) however long they give me. Um, So I think that would be a really good way of closing the gap. Um, And then also maybe to create, you know, obviously that time wise, maybe, you know, to either do an online lecture or, to you know, to create for you know people with type one to create you know a, a resource that has information on it that can be sent out to you know people, you know medical professionals, just to you know, try and get the information across mm. and through people following on socials and things. I think the only way you can going kind of bridge that gap is someone sort of experiencing the day-to-day life um, of someone with type one. So yeah, that was that's something I'm hopefully hopefully trying to
0: do um it's on the agenda definitely love it on um, the agenda.
1: and the and as you
0: say great you, you like you're hitting the nail on the head it's it, it it's something that you truly only understand when you live with it and i've, I've mentioned this a couple of times on this podcast before but Even before the conversation that I had, we had a guest on, I I think it was last year at some stage, but she was diagnosed with diabetes herself, a mother when she was, I think, like 45 or something, like in and around. But her daughter had been diabetic since a young child. So the mother essentially had been like bringing up her daughter and managing her diabetes completely because obviously the daughter was too young to manage it herself. And I have always said, even prior to this conversation, that the the closest and most like the most cons- not consuming, I don't know, but I can't I can't even think of the right word. But the 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 closest relationship that somebody can have to managing diabetes without it actually being their own diabetes is if it's their young child, essentially. So. She had spent years and years and years and years bringing up her daughter, managing her diabetes until she was then diagnosed herself at roughly the age of 45. And I asked her, similar to the question I asked you, Graydon, like, did your perspective or did your opinion of diabetes change when you were diagnosed, even though you have spent years and years and years managing your daughters? And without any pause or hesitation, she she says 100%. And she said, mm. it's completely different living with us compared to anything else, like learning about us, mm. helping a child, helping a parent, helping a sibling. Completely different when you live with it yourself, because you're in us mentally and emotionally all the time. And you don't get that. Now, I obviously don't have a young child with diabetes, so I can't speak on behalf of them but I would imagine you don't get as much of an insight into the brain of a diabetic that's kind of always ticking you are grading currently in are you you're currently doing the medical trial now are you are you still doing it
1: yeah so I I'm coming towards the end of it so I first I was diagnosed August last year and i probably you have to be quite early on to be on the trial. So I probably started it sort of in the September of last year. So it's been probably just over a year, a year and a bit now. Um, So I'm now sort of at the stage where I'm not going as frequently because I've, I've sort of, I've had the the trial and the the drug um, and I'm just doing the monitoring stages where I'm sending in the blood samples. And my next, my next time I'm going for the trial is in, it's in March and um, when I go for my next sort of collection and they take lots of blood from me um, to run it all for the C-peptide and to see if if it, anything's worked. Mm. Um, so yeah, just over a year now. So
0: for anybody who, who doesn't know what this trial is, how would you explain it or or like what's the purpose of it?
1: So the purpose is, so when you're first diagnosed, they so say roughly you have about 20% function left of your pancreas. For producing your insulin um, and that is what's responsible for you know the honeymoon phase for a lot of people and then slowly over time and you know that that 20 will be lost and then that's what brings the honeymoon phase to an end and for some people that might be three six twelve months etc and um, so what this was trying to do was um, a, a drug that tried to stop the immune system um, from destroying that extra 20 percent of your pancreas, to leave you with um, that last twenty percent so to essentially leave you in a honeymoon phase mm. for longer or as long as possible or possibly for life um, obviously it 's a clinical trial, so it's very early and i don't i don 't know if I received the drug or a placebo yet, um, but what they did is they would measure how much so before your body produces insulin, it produces something called C-peptide, and then that, that gets changed into insulin. So if you measure the C-peptide, you can see how much insulin your body itself is making. So at the start of the, the study, um, that was measured, and then I would – that would be measured, and then I would drink a, a carby drink, um, sort of like 80 grams of carbs in, and I wouldn't have any insulin. And then an hour later, um, I'd prick my finger and I'd basically bleed onto paper – um, and then that gets hole punched by a science, very clever man who was also type 1 diabetic. Oh wow um, He who analyzes that. yeah, really cool. Um, and then that, they measure the C peptide. so they, so the point is to see what it was at the start and to see how much you've produced in response to that carb drink. Um, and then the aim is to hopefully if this drug works, to try and maintain how much insulin your own body's producing. And that's why going back and I'm, I've had all the medications, but I keep, I sent off a sample this week, actually, just to, so they can get those numbers again and see if that's worked um, to try and keep that 20%. Um, but yeah, I don't know what group I'm, I, I'm in yet because there, there's still one more participant that has to finish before it can all be finalised. And we can find out, you know, if we received the drug or not and what the results were.
0: Wow. So you go back in March, you said, are you hoping to kind of get confirmation then around potential results of it?
1: Yeah, so it's early next year sometime. They don't know exactly because it depends when that last person's appointment is and then it needs to all go through and then it needs to all be analysed and stuff and then it can be released to us. But hopefully early next year, I'll know one if I had the drug or not, or if I had the placebo, and mm-hmm. two I'll be able to see um, my numbers and see you know if I've if I've still got any C peptide working. So that'd be just quite interesting to see, um, or whether I might see because you know I fully appreciate that my graph might be like that and if it might plummet, um, and I might not have any any left. But that was I, you know I knew what it was at the start, and that might might happen. I might have had the placebo. Um, but no, I've, I thought I'd, yeah, give that trial a go, um, Mm. just to see for the greater good because that, you know, that, that was only just one of quite a few arms. It was, you know, there were three different ones with different treatments, but for the same goal of trying to save that 20%. Um, and there's so much going on and we're all so lucky that there's, you know, this fantastic research is doing so much, Mm. um,
0: so would it be like, let's say it all goes to plan and it is something that's confirmed can save potentially 20% of your pancreas before it finally kicks the bucket mm-hmm. insulin-wise. Would it be a case of somebody having this drug potentially administered prior to diagnosis or before diagnosis? How would that look or do you know?
1: Yes, yeah, so it's very early days. Um, but the main thing was to to get that drug very soon after diagnosis while you've still got that 20 percent so for me to be a- alleged to be able to go on the study i had to be within six weeks of diagnosis um, so i guess let's say it, it works fantastically you know the drug works brilliantly and even if it saves say 15 percent um, going forward and they've tested that on bigger you know bigger sample sizes and loads of people and we know it's safe um, and it gets sort of authorized to to be used. It would either be, I guess, for those. I think we for those just diagnosed, but also then I guess it could be used for those because you know there are studies as well trying to detect those who have the auto antibodies.
0: Exactly because yeah.
1: of the auto antibodies. I was speaking to um. That the Jane, the nurse, is fantastic about this because I'm there for three, four hours at an appointment, so we talk for ages. And <laughs> um, um, she's been fantastic. She, you know, um, but by the time you're sort of 15, 14, 50 you should have, if you've got the auto antibodies, you would have developed them by now. I know, and I know there's, um, a, you know, study and there's a movement to, you know, to be tested for these auto antibodies so that you can get there and before like me and you go into dka um to you know before we have all these symptoms and my HbA1c was 82 um so you know and picking up before you get there would stop that three six months a year i don't know how long i was creeping my glucose was creeping but you know to have that time frame to you know then you wouldn't need to be at 82 and you know i know only short term and my HbA1c is good now but it would avoid that damage that, you know, that's happened in that time frame. Um, so maybe you could use that drug to then at that point try and stop the immune system and there are stuff in it, you know, to then delay the onset. Um, so there is so much going on. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, I you know, I only know bits and there's, you know, there's so much going on, but, you know, yeah, mainly to... For my one, it was to after diagnosis, you would get it to try and save. I'm sure after detection with those autoantibodies, and one of my brothers actually was tested for those because he's he's 22, and he thinks that he didn't have any, and which is fantastic. So we so we know that he he won't get type one diabetes, and um, because he would have had them by now. So it is exciting stuff, you know, because either to try and help keep you in that honeymoon phase or you know to delay diagnosis both of those are you know be really good things going forward
0: mm. yeah it's fingers crossed and it's you know even yeah. even from like my diabetic life for 12ish years like the advancements with tech the invent the advancements with research the yeah. advancements with these Like the ability to test for these antibodies that can potentially lead to obviously the final, like the the final diagnosis of diabetes. It's crazy how, like how much that goes into it, which is amazing. So fingers crossed, you know, I'm, I'm thinking here, (laughs) if I had, if I had 20% of my pancreas insulin function left, it would make a, a big difference to my life, you know, with, with high and low blood sugars. Yeah. 20% could, could save you a lot of stress and a lot of hassle. So let's hope it, yeah. it uh, goes well. Yeah.
1: Because you almost keep that, that, I feel like a buffer that honeymoon period gives you. It's mm. almost like a, you, you know, you do get that buffer, I feel like. And I, I think, obviously, I don't know the numbers, but I think from just my control, and I think I probably have lost. Some of, I feel like I'm not, you know, at the start I was I was in the honeymoon phase um, and I feel like, it, you know, it is has been more difficult and I'm sort of less, I feel like I, I probably have lost some function or maybe all of it, you know. Mm, mm. Um, and then also then to move on to, you know, how CGMs and, you know, the recent thing with closed loops being put forward by NICE guidance. Mm. Um, and that's the next thing that's going to come very, very soon is, you know, closed loops, and I do. I'm in mean, a uh, diabetes uh, football. There's a great community, a diabetes football community. You know, there and there's some guys in there who are starting to go on closed loop systems, which is fantastic for me. I'm on pens. I'm happy, quite happy on pens at the moment. Me too. But if there was a closed loop that, yeah, if there was a closed loop that I could go on to, maybe I, I would. I would give that a good think as well. About as mm. well, because I spoke to a couple people who. Um, actually my one of my f- my friends was on a clinical trial for the closed loop and he wow. said it was fantastic um he said because he was diagnosed very young um so he's had you know about 20 years um, and he said it was like i didn't have diabetes it was fantastic um so that's something i'd you know if it's a possibility in the future and we i think especially for me i feel yes it was you know nobody wants to be diagnosed with something but I couldn't have been luckier in the time that I was diagnosed, um, because of all these advancements in technology. You know, I was on a, I was on a CGM within within months. Even my I'm on I I'm, I'm on Fias now, um, which is my short acting insulin, which for me has been really really good because um, I was on Nova Rapid before, but for me having the Fias, where I don't need to have that period before where I wait. Um, has been great because it sort of takes a bit of the, takes a step out, I think, of day-to-day life, of having to, to obviously, our carb counts and everything. I can do it sort of at the time. And it's amazing sort of in restaurants, because I had, I had a hypo where I went to a restaurant and so I was on Nova Rapid and I ordered food and I shouldn't have, read, but I, I tried to pre-bolus Um, And they said the food was coming out at a certain time. I knew roughly what it was. So I I sort of had an estimate and pre-bolus and the tiniest portion came out. Um, And I I did hypo and I ended up in McDonald's buying food. Because um, I had I'd have I always got Harry Bros and something on me, but I ended up going to get some food because I thought I might as well might as well get some food, some proper food if I'm going to eat. <laughs> something Make the most protein.
0: of it. I, yeah, I need to feed <laughs> the insulin that I've just taken. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so even like being able to go, and, you know, FIAS for me, it just sort of takes has taken sort of a another step out almost. Um, has been really good. See, so, yeah, I feel really lucky. it is, you know. If you have to be diagnosed, it probably, you know, the recent times has been the best time to be diagnosed.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I was only having a conversation with somebody earlier this week and we were touching on insulin access and affordability in the U.S. specifically, and we, we touched mm-hmm. on the fact that essentially a hundred years ago, insulin was like manufactured for the first time or or was given to a patient for the first time and prior to that it was just a death sentence so in the last 100 years you've a good chance of survival but in the last 10 years the last two years things have just ramped up massively even from, from my experience how different my management was and even just the research around it 12 years ago compared to how different things are now where people are diagnosed and straight onto a CGM. People are diagnosed straight onto an insulin pump, straight onto a closed loop system. It's unbelievable in all of the best ways. So let's hope you can drive us uh, towards a cure, Graydon, sometime sometime soon. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Look, Graydon, I've really... it's all <laughs> on your shoulders it's all on your shoulder but great and I've really really enjoyed this conversation and I have to say for somebody who's only been diagnosed not even two years 15 months it's unbelievable to see how well you know it it's unbelievable to see how positive you are about it it's unbelievable to see how rationally and logically you you think about it and consider things in terms of the physical and the emotional. So it's a a credit to you and it says a lot about your character. So fair play to you. And I was delighted to have you on the podcast. So uh, drive us towards that cure. And uh, in the meantime, I look forward to speaking to you. I actually just have one more question. Now, this may be Mm -hmm. difficult for you to answer because you're so brand new, but I'll throw it at you anyway. It's a closing tradition per se. If you had to thank your diabetes for something, great and what would it be?
1: Having listening, I knew, I knew this question was coming. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> being completely honest, I think I I definitely struggle or have, would struggle a while ago to give you any answer at all. Um, you know, being honest, if I could, you know, f- take it away and not be diabetic anymore. Yes, I would. Um, but I think, for, and it, like you said, it with time, I think you get an appreciation. Um, and I think I, and I am, I now do have an answer, which I probably didn't have six, nine months ago, a year ago. I'd have just said, no, it's, you know, I I'd, I'd just wish, you know, I'm happy. I live with it, but if I could take it away, I would. Hmm. Um, but I think I'm quite, I'm definitely for me in my career, and thankful for I feel like I have more of an understanding of chronic conditions and what it is like to live with one because we are living with chronic conditions and it is every day and at the moment there isn't a cure and this you know for us is going to be our lifetimes so I think for me I'm thankful um, to have that understanding and that appreciation so that I can use that going forward through my career as a doctor so whenever I you know bump into anyone with type 1 diabetes you know that would be but even you know I think broaden that out to anyone with a chronic chronic illness and I think there are parallels that can be drawn between between them Um, so I think having that I'm thankful for and then I think you know recently I sort of stayed off for a while it was only the last month or two and hence you know coming on here I haven't sort of I just sort of carried on, but sort of like social media-wise and things, I haven't, didn't really open myself up. Um, But I think there's a really, there's a load of amazing communities out here and I I listen to the podcast, I listen to your podcast, um, also the other podcasts as well. Um, I've joined the diabetes football community and obviously I'm only at the very start and there's so much more probably out there that I haven't discovered. So probably grateful for you and everyone else out there who's built this community. Um, but to have that community, I think, yeah, is is really cool as well. So yeah. that that's yeah, they're my two big parts of the answer.
0: Yeah, what a fantastic answer! Just fifteen months into <laughs> into diabetes, and in a very in a very selfish way, I know obviously you would take it back. I would too. If I can click my fingers, I would prefer not to live with diabetes long term. But in a very selfish way, I'm kind of glad you have it, and. It, selfish slash weird way, because I know even just from this conversation, you having it is going to lead to you helping a phenomenal amount of people in your lifetime, guaranteed. And I think your understanding and your empathy with us diabetes specifically, but also your heightened empathy and understanding towards any condition as a result is going to massively benefit people massively benefit a lot of patients and I would imagine you're the type of person that's going to rub off on a lot of people in the medical world over the years that will also have a huge positive impact so I am very glad you have type 1 diabetes <laughs> as weird as it is to say Great, but uh you're you're a great character and you'll you're gonna have no issues and I wish you nothing but the best and success in your future because I've no doubt you'll have it all right Best of luck, stay in touch, and I look forward to
1: speaking to you soon. Thank you so much for having me on, it was a pleasure.
0: Another massive thank you to today's guest. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out their social channels and links that we've included in the episode description. If you enjoy the podcast, which I'm guessing you do because you listen, be sure to rate, subscribe, and share. It really, really helps the podcast get heard by more people when you rate, when you subscribe, and when you share. If you feel that you've been able to benefit from it so far, likely someone else would be too. If you have any questions or stories for myself and Graham, please do not hesitate to reach out. We absolutely love getting in the email stories and questions. You can do this through theinsalonepodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to learn more from me, stay connected or even work with me and other people living with type 1 diabetes who want to be fitter, healthier, and happier within my Type 1% Better online program, you can message me directly through Instagram or you can fill out an application form through the link in the podcast description. And as always, another massive thank you to you for your time and your ears. We greatly appreciate you showing up each week time after time ready to gain knowledge and confidence around your diabetes management. So until next week, have a good day, have a good week, look after those blood sugars and I'll chat to you soon. Take it easy.